Yo, 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 what's up, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, my right-hand man, number nine on the field, our captain and fearless leader, the Brayden Wait Room Willie Willis. And this is the podcast on the prairie qb willie yo what's good oh yeah there goes the smile the little qb willie smile yeah, yes sir hey life is good bro i cannot complain however i do owe an apology to sooner nation because we are recording on a thursday morning and uh for those watching on youtube as you can see i got the shades on i got my hat on I look like I'm taking a walk of shame. So uh, last night got a little bit turnt for Jay Hall. Um, I had one too many, but it was not my fault. It never is. And I take no responsibility for any of my actions. So um, let me wake up. I'm going to take the shades off. I wanted to make sure I did the introduction like that and uh, open my eyes a little bit. So the birds are chirping. I'm up 942 on the dot. And it's a good day. What about you? <laughs> On the other hand, Braden Willis last night was sitting in bed watching the film and yeah. got a good night of sleep. So there you go. <laughs> the difference in our lives right there. See <laughs> what my agent told me, bro. My agent was like, uh, don't get too turnt on the weekends because the NFL can come calling. But he was like, after Monday, you're pretty good. So I'm like, bet. So. Typically, Wednesdays and Thursdays are like my turn-up days. You know what I'm saying? I see. All right. Fair enough. You got to have one. Yeah. So, um, my turn-up day is going to be this Saturday after we beat Kansas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Let's go. I like that attitude. Before we get into the show, this episode of The Pod is presented by Plainview Legal Group. For the last couple of weeks, you've heard us talk all about Plainview Legal and their expertise in property law and protecting land rights of the people of Oklahoma. Well, they are way more than even that. Plainview Legal Group also handles estate planning and probate from simple wills to proving undue influence. Additionally, their attorneys negotiate, draft, review, and litigate all kinds of commercial contracts for individuals and businesses across various industries throughout Oklahoma. Haley and Travis Dennis are kind of like dual threat quarterbacks. You know, they're cool, calm, and collected in very, very tricky situations. OU has produced dual threat quarterbacks like Kyler, Jay Hurts, and we could even throw in Baker. They also produce dual threat lawyers, Haley and Travis Dennis. They are both OU alums and have five degrees between them. To schedule your free consultation, visit their website at www.plainviewlegal.com. Or give them a call at 405-310-0183. Or even email them at info at plainviewlegal.com. Big thanks to our presenting sponsor, Plainview Legal Group. Clarity when you need it. Please see show notes for disclaimer information. Yeah. More on Kansas here in a few, <laughs> but anything else going on in life? Um, I think people are trying to advocate you in the whole car, advocate for you on the whole car I situation. I didn't I know saw. this would drag out this long, to be honest. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, the update still, you know, 
looking for, you know, any partnerships or anything like that. Um, do we put out there? I think I might have said last podcast, like anything, I'm not just expecting to fully get a core, like even if you could just knock a little bit off the yeah. know, price or something <laughs> like that, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm with anything. I'm, I'm open to all negotiations, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, you know, I've been looking for, uh, looking at, like, you know, options outside of an NIL deal for a car, you know what I'm saying? Just just so, you know what I'm saying, if that doesn't work out, then I'll just, you know, go buy a car, you know, work yeah. it out myself. But uh, that's really what I've been doing, just that in football, you know, doing some research, trying to uh, talk, talk things out with my parents, and that's about it, yeah. that in football. Wait, so do you have a car? Wait, you do have a car. I have a rental car right now, but the oh. rental, the insurance is going to stop paying for the rental next week. But I mean, it, it'll be like 40 a day. So I think another week after that will be okay. But after that, I probably should, you know, find a car. By the time I get a car, though, it'll be, well, just depending. But my birthday's coming up, so I'm just going to treat that as my birthday gift. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I hope you get a car soon. If I were you, even if I did find a car, I'd just use the rental as long as could be. Is it good on gas? It, it's not as good as I would like. My car, my car, my Challenger was better on gas, to say the least. And Your Challenger? Like, Your Challenger? It's because my Challenger, so the Challenger is, it, it gets a less miles per gallon than that car, but yeah. the it has a bigger tank, so it lasts me a whole lot longer. Ah, okay. That makes sense. So, so I, I guess it, it's cheaper for me to fuel up with that car, but barely though, like maybe $10, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. that my gas tank for a challenger, like lasts me a long time. Like I could, I could go back to, uh, I go back to Texas. I go to Texas, you know what I'm saying? Fill up there and then come back or like travel back and then like, I'll probably be like at three fourths of a tank. And then that'll last me for like two weeks until I have to refill again. Well, I hope sooner nation finds you a car because um, <laughs> me too. I don't know. Let's just see how much longer this whole car thing lasts. So, but, um, I'm glad you're on your best behavior. Unlike Jay hall, you should definitely be the one <laughs> cutting. Um, I'm gonna let you do you and, uh, just, I don't know. I'm still in good shape, though. Don't get it wrong. Like, I'm out here turning up, but I can, I'm also running, like, sub six-minute miles. So, you know what I'm saying? Mess with mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I saw. You saw the post on Instagram? I saw it. I saw yes, it. Sir. And I'm still 240, y'all. Oh, I'm still okay. 240. I'm pushing right. weight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not not the not the bad kind, the, the good kind. I'm pushing weight. <laughs> Holla at your boy. Hey, so... um. What else do we have going on this week for? Well, for me, Monday, I went to a, uh, a a fundraiser for FCA. I know I was talking about turning up last night, but I I got my FCA shirt on. <laughs> it's probably a bad day to be wearing FCA gear and talking about having one too many. But anyways. A little contradictory. Yeah. You know. you know, even Jesus had a little bit of wine. But... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Grandma. Um, I went up. I went up there to more at a fundraising event. That was cool. Um, volunteered my time. Um, people thought I was working up there. They're like, "What you doing, Jay Hall?" I'm just like, "Yo, like, just up here hanging out." And some people think I'm working at the school. Like they saw the, the 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 crimson and then and 
the yeah the nil deal thing and they were like welcome home jay hall and i'm like bro no i'm not working i'm just on the advisory board so um i volunteered you know i, I don't know if some people um are like what what is a nfl free agent doing volunteering but i just like to help out you know i like to help out i like to talk to kids so that was cool um ran into turk there that was also cool um one thing i do i will say i had to tell turk this right so at the beginning of the year when i was in denver um i made it a priority to take my bible up there and i made it a priority to take my laptop up there for like studying for what i want to do outside of football and uh, i asked turk i said bro like i want to read the bible how should i do it and he told me i should read it um old new old new and go back and forth so i could see both perspectives so and I, at the time i was a little confused but now i think i've I've read like 18 books in the Bible. I think now I'm on like second Samuel. So, um, I think I've read, what's that? Like nine old eight new or vice versa. But anyways, um, I wanted to give Turk a shout out because, um, he knows what he's talking about. And, uh, just felt like I should throw that out there. It's been a, it's been a fun journey reading through the Bible. So, um, I've learned some good stuff. And honestly, it's been perfect timing considering all I've gone through. So um, shout out to you, Turk. Um, I don't like it when you get on the field because that means the offense isn't doing that great. But he's doing a good job in terms of punting. <laughs> so yeah. shout out to him. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Uh, these new uniforms just dropped. That's yeah. Cool. What do you think about those? I thought they were cool. I mean, you know, it's been – a six-year process or whatever, but I thought they were pretty cool. I liked them. Yeah. I um I was part of the design team on them, and I couldn't say a word to anybody. Like, Josie was like, do not tell anybody. Do not tell any of your teammates. Do not tell your your parents. I was like, okay, Joe. Um, Under one condition. Uh, I need one. And then he was like, eh, I, don't, I don't know about that. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was so hurt, like low key, like I advocated for getting a jersey, and then he was like, uh, "We'll see." You know how that goes. Yeah, that was definitely another. Yeah, uh, I got a chance to talk to him though at the Kansas State game, and he was like, "We're gonna drop him versus Kansas," and I was just like, "Why Kansas?" But, anyways, they're here. Um, I've seen mixed reviews, but mostly people like them. I mean, um, you knew they were gonna be. You and I both know there were going to be mixed reviews, you know, yeah. and then, you know, that especially at the time, you know, of the, the state of like where we're at in, a, you know, in our record, in our season, you know what I'm saying? That there's going to be even more controversy about it, but, you know, can't do nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. So the best thing that we could do is just go out there and play well, you know what I'm saying? Those jerseys, like, you know, Caleb said in our meeting, aren't going to, win us the game, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you know, we have to worry about playing our best football and the jerseys are just, you know, the second, like those come behind, you know, yeah. they asked some of the seniors, they were like, you know, you know, there's going to be a lot of controversy with the jerseys dropping and all this other stuff like we've been going through, you know, 
the adversities we've been going through this season. They're like, do y'all still want to wear them? And a bunch of guys are like, yeah, you know, let's do it. And I was like, you know, I don't really have an opinion one way or another. You know, it's like whatever y'all, whatever the team wants to do. But yeah. in terms of myself, I don't really have an opinion because, you know, I'm just worried about more so wanting to play better than anything, mm-hmm. you know. So, And I, I think that's appropriate. I think obviously winning comes first, like you said. Right. Um, just so the fans know, so you don't get on me too much, I was working with limited options on this jersey, okay? So um, I didn't I develop the whole great. thing. <laughs> yeah, I think they're great, though. I, I think, like them, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're great. I think y'all did a very good job on them. I think um, it's not, like, too, too, like, just out there. Yeah, but it's a nice little change up from like anything we've ever done, you know. All right. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you guys decided to wear them because the jerseys represent a bigger so purpose. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like we just threw them out there like they're the Rough Rider uniforms or or, or something like that. Like the although they may not be perfect, the meaning behind them and what all we've gone through in terms of. Uh, you know, the, the, the racism across the country, the, the problems we've had with um, different events leading up to now. Right. Um, it, it's accumulation of all that, you know, even way back to when Ty Darlington was here. So right. um, I thank you guys for wearing them. Um, I'm glad that you like them. And yeah, uh, well. I hope they grow in Sooner Nation because uh, I hope they, go, they don't go anywhere anytime soon. Uh, lastly, before we move on to Kansas, um, uh, as you can tell, Sooner Nation, we haven't had a guest on the podcast in a while, and that's for multiple reasons. Uh, in the preseason, we didn't plan on having one, and then there were some scheduling issues with some people, and then uh, the turn of events in, in terms of our record and everything. And plus, uh, B. Willie's been our MVP for the past couple weeks, so. I have really had a problem with bringing on a guest or anything. I'm like, we we got the guest right here, you know. But uh, moving on to the game itself, what is this week's focus, Captain? What do you guys see in Kansas? Uh, what stands out? Um, anything you've noticed that maybe the public hasn't noticed? What what jewels do you got for us this week? Yeah, man, uh, good team. And I don't know if everybody actually realizes this, but they're never really that bad of a team. Uh, yeah. They always have talent. Like, there's years past where they've got four-star recruits. Like, they always have talent, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, there's a lot that goes into winning, and winning is a very fragile thing, you know. So I don't know why in the past they haven't won, but, you know, now they've put it together, and now they're winning, and they're a really good team, you know what I'm saying? So, um Things that, you know, things that I have seen in Kansas, you know, they, they do things that which are what you do to win. You know what I'm saying? They run the ball well. They have explosive plays when they need to. And they play really, really hard, give a lot of effort on defense. You know what I'm saying? They defend the run and they run the ball well. So if you do those two things pretty well and you're disciplined, you're most likely going to win games. So, yeah. you know, that's what they do. You know, on offense, like I said, they run the ball a lot. They uh, have a great running back. Uh, they, I think they're the fourth uh, best rushing team in uh, college football right now. 
Um, and I don't know exactly where their running back ranks and all that, but he's up there. Um, they do a good job with quarterback runs as well. And then, you know, they try to get a lot of hats on the run. You know, once you try to stop the run, then they'll play action you and they'll, you know, they'll open it up and they'll try to get one-on-one matchups and, uh, you know, get some explosive plays out of it. And then on defense, four down front, you know, um, they don't play any of the robber stuff. They play a lot of cover four, one, maybe a little bit of three, you know, maybe some 35 double cloud, double cloud. But um, on defense, man, they, they got they just they just play hard, man. They got an edge rusher, a 47. He does a lot of good things. He's probably the best rush that we've seen, you know, does has a variety of different moves, has a high motor. You know, he'll be a challenge, uh, good interior. And, you know, like the linebackers and secondary, they just fly around, man. They make plays. So it'll be a good challenge. You know what I'm saying? There's no, I mean, at this, you know, at the state we're at, they're the ranked team. We're really the underdogs, you know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, at this point, we're trying to turn the season around and just, you know, play to our potential. You know, the past three weeks, we haven't been playing to our, towards, not nearly close to our potential, you know what I'm saying? So that's the biggest goal for this week is to play to to our potential because if we play to our, towards our potential, nobody can really hang with us on the field, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy to say, but football is that fragile of a game, you know? So It's crazy how far Kansas football has come over the past <laughs> since – I shoot, I don't even know, to be honest. I don't know how long they've been bad. When I was there, I saw Kansas on the schedule. I'm not going to say easy dub, but I definitely didn't approach Kansas the same way that I approached other teams from a mental standpoint. Like, I prepared the same. I made sure that I did my due diligence in terms of studying my opponent and getting ready for the game itself. But I definitely didn't go into the game like I went into a Texas game, if that makes sense. So I say all that because... I can I, I understand as a player what it's like going into this game. So as you said, technically we're the underdog in this one. You know, they're they're the one with the better record and we haven't played as good. However, historically there's probably still that that Kansas mindset. You know, we've always beat up on them. Do you think that there's any concern from a leader's perspective in terms of going into this game? Nope. Like I told the guys, we're not good enough right now to look at anybody and scoff at, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's scared of us. They're not scared of our logo. They're not scared of coming in here and, you know, beating us. Kansas state already did that. We don't have room to be looking at anybody and scoffing at anybody. So, um, you know, I think the leaders have done a good job of telling the guys, like, look, we need to play our best ball. You know what I'm saying? These guys are good. You know, they're ranked. And, um, you know, we just we just have to – we have to play our best ball. It's, it's about time where we need to start hitting our stride, you know. I think that this entire situation that you guys are in right now goes back to what we talked about before – Texas, I'm pretty sure, a couple weeks ago in terms of your mentality, right? Going into a game as if it was your last one. How how hard 
where do you concentrate? Because one thing that I've noticed about Kansas football, and I can't say I've watched every single game, but they just play good football. Like they don't, they don't cause any, they don't, they don't turn the ball over. They don't, they don't, um, they don't shoot themselves in the foot. You know, there's, there's no blown coverages, bad plays, stuff like that. And that's what OU has been struggling with. You know, we've, but we've, like I said, we've literally done the opposite. We've blown coverages. We've had penalties. We've turned the ball over. It's those three. I think we've, we've probably touched on it every week. You know, the turnover yeah. battle, the, the, the conversions, mm-hmm. um, playing sound football. How, how mentally tough can you be? Because honestly, I can't, I, I, I don't think that OU has been, in this situation, and like I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I can't even speak on it. Um, but let, let can, let's talk about the locker room real quick. Have you noticed? Um, have you have you noticed anything out of the ordinary or anything that's changed? Um, whether it be positive or 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 negative, maybe that the fans may not see from just a, a locker room perspective. Like, is there anything? changed in terms of this year or just changed in terms of like over the course of these three last three games just over yeah yeah over the course of the last three games is there is there anything that um that's there that maybe you want to touch on if not, uh, not as, you know not as much i i just feel like um we're continuing to stay together you know we're continuing to stay you know connected and you know that I said it in an interview, but I think the biggest thing for us at this point is to play for each other. You know, we uh, Coach V brought about a uh, situation or a, a season similar to ours, the 2005 season. They had just came off of, you know, playing in two national championships the previous two years. And then, you know, 2005, and I, I know Coach Coop, our, one of our uh, offensive analysts or Jays or whatever his title is, he he was a freshman on that team, and uh, so they have a lot of experience with that team. And, you know, they started the year off with a loss to TCU. They came back, and I think they beat Tulsa by four. And then they go out, and they lose to, I want to say, UCLA and yeah. someone else. And so they're starting the season off two and three, right? And then it's all about just making a conscious choice that, hey, we got to play our best ball. We're tired of this, but like, let's get better. And so they end out the year with six straight wins, and then they a lot a controversial uh, controversial loss to Tech in the second to last game of the year. But they end up turning the season around. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. um, like I said, it's 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 about two things right now. Well, really three. It's about you know staying together, playing for one another, letting the love prevail, and just making a a choice to say that we're not letting this fly no more. You know what I'm saying? Like we're turning around this season, no matter what. And, you know, everybody has to fight and you know, fight with all their might to make that happen. You know? So. Yeah. I definitely agree on this thing together in terms of things, because the last thing sooner nation wants to see is you guys just fall out. And I don't think there's a better person at the helm of all of this than, than you, you know, you said it the other day, 
um you you wouldn't you wouldn't rather it be anybody else and uh that's the sign of a true leader you know so picking off from that a little bit um have you seen what some people have been saying about jb on twitter i know you don't keep up with too much social media but i saw um bv's response to that you know like i said you know twitter is very like i'm a very i like twitter a lot okay i'll just put that out there right I, i think it's a funny app and in the off season, I'm very active on that, as people know, you know, but yeah. during the season, you know, I try to stay off that, you know, <laughs> um, but I saw a video of BB responding to, you know, JB getting a lot of criticism or blame or whatever, you know, yeah. they're doing. And, you know, I, I a hundred percent agree with uh, BB, you know what I'm saying? There's not a guy that, cares more for this university than, you know, JB. And then there's not a guy that brings more intensity, passion, you know what I'm saying? And just overall, like, time and effort into this. You you know as well as I do, JB is the first one in the facility and probably yeah. the last one to leave it. You know what I'm saying? The guy is about ball 24-7. He goes home and he's still about ball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And our leadership group message, he's sending us videos about, you know, Kobe or, or Braun. Hey, this is what they do. Like, let's try this. You know what I'm saying? Let's da 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 da. He's one of the ones that, you know, called most of our uh, player only meetings, you know? So, you know, for him to get that much criticism, it, it it's unfair and it's really uncalled for because, you know, you, you got guys that could have went, any, you know, anywhere else, in the nation, you know what I'm saying? But this is a guy that's from here and, you know, wanted to represent this university and wanted to leave this university in a better place, you know what I'm saying? It still does, you know? So, you yeah. know, you got guys that are trying, you know, to to do the right thing and putting their whole 100, 120% effort into this. And then, you know, you you got people out here criticizing them. It's, it's not right. And, um I don't like seeing it, you know what I'm saying? So I can understand a, a few messed up plays and, and the fans respond to that, but to go out of your way and, and say that this guy is, is no good and that he doesn't belong or stuff like that is too much. And you and BV just put on the spot. And I know JB, like you said, is first one there, last one to leave always talk like you can't have a conversation without Justin Broyles without talking football or him motivating you in some way or form. Like I promise you, if any of our fans were to talk to this kid, you would feel like whatever you're doing in your life is not enough because he knows what work is. And I'm not gonna lie. Our freshman year, I used to think like, man, like, nah, this, this is a front. Like, ain't no way. Like he talk a lot. He do this and that, but this kid has been the same way for the past five, six years. Like he, he's not changing. Like this is the way Justin Broyles is. So uh, I'm glad BV said something um, that represents him in a positive light because he, he doesn't deserve all that. So um, last thing I I wanted to touch on this before (laughs) we moved on. Um, the whole DG concussion protocol, because I, I made a tweet that said that he needs to sit down and some people were like, you know, Jay Hall, how do you know? And 
And, you know, BV said he's good and this and that. Well, first off, guys, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but personal experience, I've been knocked unconscious twice, once in middle school, once in high school, and then versus the Texas game in 2019, um, my career was almost ended. <laughs> you know, I never came on here and said anything after that, but after the or was it the 2020 game? I can't remember. But one of the games, I cut somebody, and their knee hit the crown of my head. And um, I couldn't I couldn't really – like, I had this whole pulse go through my neck, down my spine, through my arms, and I just kind of laid there. You know, y'all can go and find what game it is and all that. But um, long story short, as soon as the game is over, I end up going to the hospital – and they told me I had this long, it's like trans, I don't know, it's like a six-syllable word. I don't know what it was. But basically, they were concerned for not only my head, but my nerves. And the doctor was like, bro, if this happens again, your career is done. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, excuse me? I was like, at this point, I had felt fine. And I was scared because... You know, as an H-back, as a fullback, we cut a lot. Like, it's not like I'm taking, like, mind you guys, like, I, I look big, but I'm only 6'2", 240. The average NFL defensive end is at least 6'4", 285 plus, right? So right. these are the type of guys that, you know, me and Braden are typically moving, you know, with the better team. So for me not to be able to cut somebody was kind of, um, kind of tough. It messed me up mentally. So for you guys asking me, how do you know, Jay Hall? Like, da, 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 da. It's not that I don't want OU to win, obviously. I, I, want, I want them to win every single game. And it's not like I'm saying I'm a doctor or anything, but the concern for the player has to come first, always. Mm -hmm. The the longevity of getting past – of can't, I promise you Kansas is not more important than this kid's family, you know, the his mom. Because when I told my mom that, she was like, do you want to keep playing? Like, there was no – um, oh baby, you'll be all right. Like, no, like my mom threw football out the window and she was just like, okay, like what, like what, how, how serious does this need to be taken? Like, do we need to go see a doctor? You know? So when I see guys like that, that have put so much into the game that I know want to be out there on the field, you have, I, I feel obligated to speak up and tell others like, yo, like it's, it's more than what you see, you know? So uh, that that was my little rant right there because uh, I care, and I don't want you guys to think that I have any other um, intentions for OU football outside of what is best for not only the university but also for these guys that I know personally. So I hope DG is DG is okay. Um, we're not allowed to say whether he's playing or not this week. I don't know. I'm not going to ask Braden. Um, that's entirely up to them, but. Moving on to our next segment. Alex, what we got? All right, first problem. I was on a first date with a girl, and we went to a nice Italian restaurant. I ordered eggplant parm, and when it came out, it was cold. I usually don't make a scene when food is bad at a restaurant, but this was really bad, and it's my favorite local spot. I talked to the waiter super politely and said, My guy, this is my favorite restaurant. I know y'all are better than this. I had a smile on my face when I said it and really was friendly to him. He laughed and took the dish and brought a new one. Well, my date confronted me about it and said it's a rude move to ever send food back. 
She joked and said that it was a major red flag. The vibes were horrible the rest of the night, and she clearly wasn't into me. Am I a jerk for sending my food back like this? Should I have sucked it up because it was a first date? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. All right. I um. Okay. I have two different two different opinions on this. Okay. So me personally, okay, and me and my family personally, we don't send food back. But I don't think it's a rude gesture to. I don't send food back because of my fear of people tampering with it when it goes back there. I feel like they're going to spit in it or, you know what I'm saying, put something in there. I just don't trust people like that, okay? So I personally don't send food back. But in terms of the whole situation, you know what I'm saying, I don't think it was a rude gesture, and I don't think she should have, like, threw the whole vibes off for the rest of the night because – you wanted your food a certain way and you know this is your like especially if it's your favorite restaurant or you know what i'm saying a, a spot that you hit you know often you know you're used to a certain level of you know all right you know of yeah. a, a standard you know what i'm saying and then it's when it's below you're like oh man like you know i was really looking forward to this you know so i don't know man maybe you should just leave her alone you know what i'm saying just you're not wrong man you're not wrong in my opinion so i i'm 100 percent behind you yeah, well, I I'm in agreement. Um, typically for me, I'm normally too hungry to even send the food back. I'm a little bit of a fatty, but I do not disagree with you sending the food back because if you're paying for a product and that product is not up to par, what to what do we do at Walmart? What do we do at Amazon? We we return these items, right? However, food is a little bit different. You know, I'm like, like Braden said, there are people that are like, man, like this guy's a jerk, like, you know, who who do stuff with your food and um, yeah, it won't come back pretty. So whenever I'm in that situation, I make sure that I ask politely. I make sure that I'm very specific about what I want the food to look like and make sure that I get that across as, as nicely as possible because uh, waiters, I, I do know waiters that don't like that type of stuff. And um, yeah, so I don't know if the whole my guy, um, I know y'all can do better than this type of response was it because uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That can be taken in, in different ways. So I, I don't know where you're from. Now, if you're in New York, like sure, go ahead. You can say that. But if you're down here in Oklahoma, then in the South, like, I don't know if the whole my guy thing is going to work. Um, so, yeah, that's my opinion on that. But in terms of the girl, um, I don't know, man. I need, I need, me personally, I need somebody in my life that's not, like, so soft. You know? Doing the most. Huh? Just doing like? the most. Yeah, like, that's low-key. Like, I need somebody in my life that can take a joke. I need somebody in my life that's, like, can can basically take coaching if that makes sense you know like if i don't agree with something and we get to an argument like don't be mad at me because i'm mad at you let's be mad at whatever the problem is and then find a solution and then we can be happy you know so i i I don't understand her being mad at you because of something you said because it's not like you can go back in time and change what you said you know what i'm saying like y'all talk it out and figure it out but um, it was a first date, so I don't know. She don't even sound like the one. Like, whatever, bro. Like, kick her yeah. to the curb. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I don't. Yeah, bro. Uh, Next one up. Yeah. (laughs) Next girl up. Yeah, yeah. Next one up. Um, Plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. Now, now, bro, like, I I don't know. Me and Brady can say that because we got game. But now, if you don't got game, then you might want to tread lightly (laughs) next. (laughs) (laughs) He he speaks for himself. He doesn't speak for me. Yeah. Brayden, stop. (laughs) Stop. Uh, Anyways, uh, Alex, what's uh, the next one? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Me and my buddies were playing touch football at the park and started playing a game with some people we met there. Uh, They had this one dude who was cooking us all like he was Marvin Mims. It was a pretty competitive game and everybody clearly wanted to win. My team decided to not rush a person and instead double this guy. He became furious and was telling us how lame it is to double in touch football. I said he should take it as a compliment a compliment because no one could check him one-on-one. He was crying and whining the whole time, which of course made us keep doubling him. Is doubling someone in flag football a lame move? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say it's lame. I, I don't know. I can see both sides because, like, if we're playing and you're actually trying to win – then, I mean, shoot, go ahead. You know, like, don't... Making an adjustment is never a bad thing, bro. Like, you you told him, you you gave him his compliment. You said, like, yo, you're a hell of a player. Uh, We're going to double you. And, I mean, I, I don't see a problem with it, to be honest. I mean, it is what it is, you know. Brayden, you feel different? I don't... This is kind of tricky, low-key. Because technically, like, and if, if, if it was basketball... Then, then no, like you never, you never double versus you never double during a street game of basketball. In my opinion, like you just play man on and call it a day. Yeah, it is tricky, and but I think you're playing flag football. I think the same rules apply. Yeah, you know, as as pickup basketball, you know. Um, so I'm gonna say that. The coach in me, the competitor in me is telling yeah. me, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, shoot, right. anything to win. Like, you know, but at the end of the day, if it is, you know, it's like street basketball, seven on seven, or flag football, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you an know, unspoken rule type of deal, yeah. you know? I mean, maybe you could have put a safety over top. I don't know. Maybe too technical. But, you know, you have to double him, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it, it depends. Were you like doubling him like it was like punt return? Yeah, looking at it as like two people like yeah. lined up in front of him. Like maybe you could have put a safety over top and just, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just been like, hey, like keep that, you know, get yeah. that baby. Yeah. I think there's like unspoken rules to like street football and basketball that you low key got to follow. Because like if you're keeping two guys on them at all times and like it's low key like a safety type of deal in a respect. I don't I don't know, man. That's just the rules to the streets. I didn't make them. So, I can see It's like odds. okay, you know what? Okay. Perfect analogy. Okay, you, you know when you're playing basketball, you know what I'm saying? And you know someone someone's guarding someone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they are you know they can't check this dude, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're over there and you just they, you know they're driving to the lane, dudes doing them, you come off your man, boom, get a block, right? 
right. feel like that's the same as like what y'all should have did in terms of like a safety. Like a guy should have been over there guarding someone, but it's y'all know where they're gonna go if he was cooking y'all, right? right. So as soon as as soon as quarterback winding up the throw, you should have been like Troy Palomalu and been like ball hawking <laughs> to the area, just like <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> I think next time maybe that's the better approach. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not all for the. Well, yeah, I agree with Braden. Let's just pretend that uh, what I said goes out the window. He said it better than I did. Alex, do we have any more? I do have a third. If I want it. Why not? Let's let's go ahead. All right. I went and visited my friend and stayed at their house. I had a chocolate protein mm-hmm. bar in my bag that was in the guest room I was staying in. When we were gone, their dog went into the guest room and took the bar out of my bag and ate it. When we got home, we saw it and my friend was furious. She said I was in the wrong for having the bar in my bag in my room. She even told our other friends that I poisoned her dog. In my view, she should have told me to shut the door of the room if the dog sneaks in places. Do I apologize or stand my ground? Whose side are you on? You stand your ground, bro. As a as a dog owner, as a dog owner myself, right? I have a German Shepherd. Um, my mom has a Yorkie. Um, where I'm, I'm staying now. What'd you say? I said I'm a dog owner as well. Yeah, yeah. Brayden has a dog. Like, bro, you know your dog, bro. If your dog's a fatty and you know he's going to go search for food, like, this sounds like the type of dog that'll eat food out of a trash can. So if you know these things as an owner, then you tell the person, hey, if you got anything, put it away. Because it was in the room in a bag. Like, now, now I will say, I will say, if this was an open bag, like an open grocery bag, and you just left it there, then that's, I mean, that's a little different. It did, like, if it's just laying right there in the open, you know, I'm, I'm very aware of chocolate as, as a dog person. So, um, it, <sighs> these problems are a little tough today. <laughs> tough. What do you say, Brayden? I agree with you. I think as a dog owner, like me as a dog owner, I look at every circumstance and I'm like trying to put my dog in the best circumstance. Right. So if I know that there's a lot of people over or whatever it is to be, I'm probably going to limit my dog to certain areas. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to do stuff to where that situation never even is a problem. You know, I just feel like, it's like, it's like having a kid, you know what I'm saying? Like you're always thinking, uh, you know, forward, you're always, you know, thinking, you know, you know, in the future, I guess. So me knowing that I would, you know, put, have put my dog up and like, if I had people over or, you know, put my dog in my room or, you know, something like that. I don't know, yeah. but I don't think that it's your problem because it was in your room or your, your problem because it was in your room and it was in a bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just, I can't see that being a reasonable, like, I understand the other person being mad or not, you know, cause that's like their baby, that's their dog, but I can't see them like blaming you. Like they don't have any right to blame you for that. Yeah. I guess next time. So, so you don't go tell them that, Hey, like the, the pod on the prairie said that it's all your fault. Ha 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 ha. 
Um, you should tell them that you take responsibility for it and that you would like them to inform you of any other situations in the future that you can avoid to help make sure that your dog is okay and then tell them what we said. So now you've taken responsibility, you've apologized, and then you can just play this segment of the podcast in front of them and be like, yeah, uh, dog owner, you need to take more responsibility for your dog. <laughs> hey, I got big shoulders. I'll take it. You can blame it on me. I got big shoulders. <laughs> Put it on our captain's shoulders that your friend messed up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for this episode of the podcast. I hope you guys like the jerseys in person this weekend. I hope they look good on TV. Uh, Braden, keep on working, man. Keep on leading. Keep on keeping on. And uh, we love you for your effort. And um, what you do for not only the team, but on the podcast as well. Because although Jay Hall is out here drinking a couple and uh, having a good time, Braden is practicing and has class and is tired and is working. So thank you. Of course, my good sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a good week. Braden? This is- All right, y'all.